Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey there and welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. We might have some birds in the recording. There's lots of birds here. Uh, so I hope you enjoy a little bit of Australian bush sounds. <laughs> uh, what have we got? We've got We've got kookaburras, we've got cockatoos, it's all happening, it's a beautiful, beautiful sunny morning. Hey, guess what? I had the very good fortune and, and delight to see in my Instagram today was I had two messages from two different groups of abundant yoga teachers catching up in real life. Oh my goodness, so fun. Laurie and Susan in Florida, getting to know each other, hang out, um, just love that. And Claudia and Deanna in the UK. So, so fun. So thank you for uh, sending me those. I just love it when you all get together and uh, meet each other. Um, makes me feel very, very happy when we can have some powerful connections, which is totally what I'm seeing at the moment in the Grow Your Yoga Biz Facebook group as people are enrolling and doing their welcome videos and getting to know each other. What a powerful group of people uh in, in that group. I'll talk more about that later. Anyway, just to say that it's all very bright and shiny here, despite being freezing outside with lots of birdsong and lots of Insta stories of abundant yoga teachers getting together and spending time with each other. Love it. So today I want to talk about why I think now is the right time to change the rules. I have had some coaching sessions with uh, yoga teachers over the past little while. And in fact, Yesterday, I had a beautiful phone call with a yoga teacher uh, here in New South Wales who has been teaching for 20 years, has an incredible lineage behind her, really, really studied with um, the greats, uh, including directly with Patabi Joyce. And we were talking about where she's at in her business and she felt like she was at a bit of a crossroads because what she was doing just wasn't, she was at the point where it wasn't working anymore. And the numbers of people who are coming to her classes, uh, you know, it was at a point where perhaps, in fact, it wasn't worthwhile. And so she contacted me to say, what should I do? What, what I don't know which step to take next. And in the course of that conversation, it dawned on me that she's perfectly poised for changing the rules. And I think that all of us are in that same boat right now. And in fact, we've probably never been given a better opportunity to change the rules in a way that our communities will respect, um, support, uh, be compliant with and, and feel very comfortable about adopting. So what exactly am I talking about? Well, here's what I'm talking about. The whole world got thrown a curveball. Uh, the special times it was, is, uh, Freaking weird, man. <laughs> like, like weird. I remember my nana 
uh, who I miss very much and can't go and visit, uh, is 95. And uh, last time I saw her before the lockdown, um, I asked her, you know, Nana, have you ever seen anything like this before in your life? Like, you know, ask someone who's been around for a while, is this, I've never been through anything like this. Have you ever been through anything like this? And she said there was something called like infant paralysis syndrome that got that they got locked down for a while for that when she was a kid or something. I don't know anything about that. But, you know, this is an unprecedented time. And what we know for sure is we are all uh, vigilant and available to receive updates on what is allowed and what is not allowed. Yesterday I got, I have a state government uh, app on my phone that we all downloaded it for bushfire alerts, but who knew uh, it's a great way to stay up to date with pandemic information. And yesterday, the finally my, not my entire state, but uh, the hotspots in my state are now recommending that you'll wear a mask when you go outside. This is a new thing. I've just popped up on this app for me yesterday. You know, we are all in a state of being... Uh, um, mindful of emerging changes to rules and regulations. And not only that, but we are adapting and accommodating of such changes. There are some strange outliers sending love to everybody over there in the US of A. Uh, you're going to get through it. I'm not talking about that. For, you know, for most of us who believe in the public good, uh, we're looking for those rules and regulations and we're looking to abide by them, not try and dance around them. Also over the weekend, for the first time since the lockdown, I actually ate, oh my goodness, sticky tofu bun. Been too long. Once a week, uh, there is a cafe here. It's called Superhero, tiny little hole in the wall, uh, Vietnamese food. Once a week, go there, eat lunch. Amazing. In fact, I would probably eat all my meals there if that wouldn't get me a strange reputation around town. You've got to manage your behavior in a small town. But, you know, lockdown, I haven't been going out to eat. And so for the first time uh, on Saturday, my friend and I, we, uh, we went on a longer than anticipated bushwalk. Um, we both went at the end, got back to our cars and went, we need to eat immediately. Uh, and when you live in a small town, there's not a whole lot of easy vegan options rather than we can take the fish sauce and the egg out, which just kind of leaves you with nothing. So I thought, OK, let's try this thing. And uh, so we went to Superhero and they have the sign, only one customer allowed in the restaurant at a time. So you go in, you order, the guy's got the face mask. You, they're only taking card payments, only tapping cards. No, they won't take cash. And then everybody sort of stands around like 10 degrees, stands around out the front, keeping a meter and a half from each other, waiting for him to call your name. So one at a time, you can go in and get your food. And then we went to a park and we sat at a picnic table, a meter and a half away from each other. And we delighted in our sticky rice, vermicelli noodles and daikon and all the rest of it. Amazing. Uh, and had a very nice time. Thank you very much. And my point is, again, I, I was wrapped. I was um, delighted to be able to abide by these new rules. In the past, I would rock in there, sit in my little corner on my stool, put listen to a podcast, avoid everybody with their toddlers and God knows what in their little restaurant and eat my noodles. This was a whole different experience and I don't care. Whatever. Just tell me what to do. I'm cool with it. Whatever I need to do to help make everybody else make this work, I'm down. And I think we've never before had that type of culture. So 
sorry, one more thing, combined with the fact that people are starting to get back together now. So not not everywhere, but some places you can now do yoga in your garden. Some places you can now do yoga indoors. Some places you can get back to similar types of numbers in the room. You know, if you sanitize everything, do the protocols, keep your mask on, whatever. So what I what what's become apparent is that one, um, the world, <laughs> all of us, have a more um, have a more adaptive and um, not the world. There are some fucking stupid outliers, but you know, let's just they are fucking stupid outliers for the most part. The world has a, a greater appreciation and awareness of the changes of rules and regulations and a desire to abide by them. We all have this kind of um, collaborative, in it together, let's figure it out attitude. We are feeling supportive of small business and service providers that we really admire uh, and are grateful for. We are all hungry for reconnection and to varying degrees that is becoming an option for some of us. So I think that if you put all of that together, for you as a yoga teacher, what this presents you with is the opportunity to change the rules in your business. And I think that spending some time over the week reflecting on which rules in your business do you desire to change and to change to what, from what to what, is an incredible opportunity that I doubt will ever present itself again and we don't want to miss it. So I've got one, two, three, four uh, areas of your business where perhaps you might like to consider changing the rules. Hint, if you know that you have had a codependency issue, people-pleasing issue, undercharging issue, if you've got a problem student, if you've got an awkward relationship with somebody, if you need to renegotiate terms, if you've put all of that off because the idea of it scares you, if you are delaying handling something because it will lead to an uncomfortable encounter, now you've never had a better time than now to do that change. People are so prepared to go, oh, okay, I guess uh, only one person in a restaurant. Okay, uh, I guess no cash. Okay, uh, I guess now a mask in public. Okay. This the fact that you're putting your price up by two bucks is nothing compared to everything else that we're dealing with. Like I said, I might not see my 95-year-old nana again because my state had a spike and all the other states have blocked us. She's interstate. I'm not allowed to go visit. Like, that's real. Who cares about paying $2 extra for yoga? That's an easy do. So this is your time. If you have stuff in your business that you have been putting off because the idea of resolving it makes you feel uncomfortable, guess what? Now is a beautiful time to lean into it and change the rules. So here are the four areas where I suspect a rule change might be something to consider for you. So the first one is the obvious one, right? And this one absolutely came up with the yoga teacher that I was talking to on yesterday. Like I said, uh, 20 year teaching experience, literally studied with the greats, uh, as in the creators of what we currently define as modern postural yoga. Can you imagine? Uh, charging $8 for a 75 minute class. Not okay. Wondering why she's feeling burnt out. 
and whether or not she this is actually doable for her anymore. You've got six people coming at $8, I mean, forget about it. So the first place we're going to talk about is your prices. How much and how. So the quantity and the method are two things that you might like to, to spend a little bit of svadhyaya, contemplation time, checking into over the course of this week. Let's talk about how much you're charging. If you have done some kind of, oh, it's online, so I'll make it ridiculously cheaper. I know there are a lot of you who are in that space. I know one of you with has the initials R-D. I love you. Put the goddamn prices up. So is it time to adjust your rates? I know a bunch of people kind of went freak out, a combination of freak out in terms of maybe my classes will be crap if I go online. Plus, I love my people. They're doing it tough. I want to make this easy for them. Combine those two things, undervalued your classes and have been undercharging for the past couple of months. Do you need to look at your rates? If you're going back to in-person, are the in-person rates different? And it might not just be the per class. Do you want to restructure how you organize the payments? So, for example, do you want to, is now the time to go from I don't know, a 10 class pass with no expiry to 12 consecutive weeks and drop-ins. Is it time to change the, um, the, 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 the way that you price your classes? So thinking about pricing. And then also when it comes to payments, thinking about how you receive the money. So again, I've had um, you know, conversations with yoga teachers just over this past week about people being behind on their payments, people not paying before they get to class, people you know, saying, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the money, I'll send you a check at the end of the month, um, and, or, or you know, not, not, um, not paying at all, or uh, you know, for people that have donation-based, not donating or donating sums that are uh, embarrassing, you know, $2.00. Uh, are you still taking cash? Are people leaving cash in your letterbox? Like the stuff that I've heard. Uh, are people, a yoga teacher told me that she only receives payments. She doesn't have any type of online payment system. And so she's only receiving payments um, from direct deposit into her bank. And actually it takes her a lot of time every week to go through her transaction record and figure out who paid, how much they paid, who's what they paid for because they're just putting in random amounts of money and she doesn't know what they've bought. So is it time to change the rules in terms of how you receive payments? And can I just say, goddamn, can I just say, if you are avoiding an online payment system because you don't want to pay the processing fee to the service that you use, PayPal, Stripe, whatever, then please know that you have a yoga teaching hobby. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you genuinely desire to have an abundant yoga business, paying merchant fees is standard operating practice for a business. There is nobody that has retail store that is not going to have an FPOS machine or a, what do you call it everywhere else, you know, like a card machine to be able to take credit card payments because they don't want to pay the fee. 
If you have a business, you want people to be able to pay you easily. If you don't have a business and you just have a hobby, I don't have a judgment on that. But if you genuinely desire to have a business and to make abundant income, to generate prosperity, doing what you love, stop being cheap about the merchant fees. Stop being cheap about the merchant fees. All right, so that's what I'm going to say about payments. The actual price itself, are you charging enough? Are you charging in the right way? Do you want to change what you're offering? <laughs> and what about how people are paying? Do Is it time to step into online payments? Do you, Are you... Is it time to tell people, I'm not taking cash, like superhero. They're just not taking cash. They don't want to touch it. But, you know, okay, fine. Do I want my noodles? Here's my card. No problem. The same will be true for your people. Do you need to get yourself the device to be able to take tap card payments or phone card, you know, phone, uh, Apple Pay sort of payments? Do you need to sort that out? Remember, there has never been a better time to change the rules. People don't mind being accommodating of this stuff right now. It's happening everywhere. It's happening with every business we interact with. It's happening with our social circles. You know, we're not in the same type of lockdown here, but I've got some friends who, you know, different friends have different requirements on how they want to hang out with me. Some friends, it's outside only. Don't get too close. Some friends are up for a hug. Others are not. You know, everybody is accommodating of this stuff now. There has never been a better time to change your rules. Number two, I want to talk about the culture of your classes. And a little bit, um, I guess, peripheral to that, sort of the culture within your business and how you interact with people generally. But specifically about the culture of your class. You know, is, is there anything that needs tightening up? there do you is there anything in the culture of your classes that you want to address people coming late people leaving early people not putting their cameras on putting their cameras on um anything in in that space what about the um you know the talking some people you know do you need to do you want to make changes there have you have you enabled people to get to your zooms really early to build culture but you want to pare that back now because people can actually meet each other in person for example um people just thinking about the the culture of your class the and for those of you who have things like facebook groups is there anything within the culture of those groups that needs adjusting do you need to do some sort of netiquette training about positivity? Do you need to uh, remind people about what's appropriate to um, what's appropriate to to share in the group and what's not appropriate? Do you, for those of you teaching online courses, is there anybody in the group that's taking up more time or being you know, more hungry for energy in the training calls at the expense of other people? Is there anything that needs rebalancing there? Is there, do you need to re-engage your people? Have you noticed that people that have signed up for, I don't know, whatever course you're doing, 
they're, they're still paying, but they're not showing up? Do you need to work on some re-engagement to reactivate and re-motivate the culture in your online courses? So what rules need to change in terms of the culture of your business in class, in, in your virtual environments, your Zoom meetings, trainings, Facebook groups, whatever else you're doing? Is there anything that needs tweaked regards culture? The next one I want to talk about is the teaching itself um, and thinking about what and how you're teaching. Do you, you know, one that's definitely coming up for people is the transition to I used to supply the equipment, now you supply all your own equipment. Do you need to let people know that if they want to come to your classes, they now need to bring their own strap and block? Do you need to tell people that, uh, you know, the, the rules are that attendance requires this particular set of equipment. Is there some kind of minimum kit list that you require of your students? Can you uh, do some kind of bulk buy and have people set themselves up that way or teach them about substitutes if they don't want to invest? Sell them your surplus items if you don't intend on going back to in-person. But thinking about what is the equipment that your people that your people need if you're not going to be providing it yourself and sanitizing the hell out of everything or if you have teachers working for you and you don't want to re rely on them getting your sanitation protocols right for example I know I've heard that as well um what about your teaching in terms of uh you know, now is a great time to change the rules in the sense of looking at the formula that you're using for your teaching. And I mean this, I am talking about business principles here. I'm talking about how you plan your classes, how you structure your classes to optimize them for retention and student growth. So in the past, did you, were you just kind of teaching class to class? And could you change the rules now and look at theming your classes in a way that encourages people to come back. You know, looking at the order in which your, um, the, the, the scheduling of your classes so that they build on each other week after week, whether you do that from an anatomy focus, a post-development focus, uh, some kind of philosophy element, uh, something else that lights you up, mythology, whatever it may be, family of poses, you know, if you're going to do um, hip openers for the next six weeks, that that you know, journey to Padmasana or whatever, um, growing the lotus hashtag. And it's our 2009. Anyway, um, so you know, what about the way that you're teaching in terms of your planning, your retention, and your growth strategy? Is there anything you would like to change in your rules about that? Is there stuff that you don't want to do anymore? You know, did you used to teach something because it was a crowd pleaser, but you didn't like it anymore? Are you, I've heard a lot of, well, not a lot, but some people have said, you know what, I love yoga nidra. I love yin yoga. I don't want to teach vinyasa flow anymore. Okay. Or, you know, is there something that you're teaching that you have been teaching that you just don't want to do anymore? What could you revive? What could you change up? What would you like to do that would light you up and would feel different and, and exciting and inspiring to you? What, what, um, what haven't you been really letting yourself shine with? 
you know, I'm sure, I'm sure actually, I hadn't thought about this until just now, but I'm guessing everybody who's listening to this knows that they have a hidden talent that if they were true with themselves, they would like to bring into the studio. I'm not talking about like playing the triangle or whatever, but it's probably something that you're quite good at that hasn't yet become part of your regular teaching. Well, maybe it's time to do that now. If you if you used to teach at a gym and so you never did any chanting, but now you're teaching online and you've always liked a little bit of chanting, is it time to bring it in? Um, you know, did you used to teach at a studio that had a no inversions policy, but now you're renting your own space and you would like to safely explore Shishasana One for your people? Is it time to do that? What about your teaching? Um, what about your teaching? Could would you feel great about changing what would feel great to you and then I think also it's very it's very timely now to think about inclusion and um, conscious language and thinking about um, how you're teaching and the words that you use and the way that you describe things and making sure that to the degree that you know within your scope of works you're being inclusive with things like your language that you're um, you know, not not isolating or ostracizing people inadvertently simply because you're defaulting to language that you've always used. We're at this beautiful time now where we can, you know, make a shift. And if we all do as as well as we can, then then we we can make that shift. So, is there anything regarding inclusion, conscious language, mindfulness um, about difference and the celebration of that? that needs to be brought into how you teach. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go out and become some kind of inclusion expert. Um, unless you have the skills for that, you don't have the skills for that. <laughs> um, but, you know, just to the maybe you want to get some training. Maybe you want to watch some stuff, read some books, but that might be something else that changes about your teaching. And then the the final area where I think it's time to change the rules, if you know that you've been putting it off, is about the way that you're communicating with people. This one's really big because, like I said at the top, I genuinely believe that we have never been better placed to change the rules in business than we are right now. Everybody, every day is checking in with what's okay today? What can I do now? What do I need to change this morning that I didn't have to do yesterday? Not in, not, in, not from any type of aggressive adversarial perspective, but simply because we're all trying to get through this together. And particularly when it comes to businesses that we love because we love them and we want to see them thrive and continue and guess what that's what your students think about your yoga business they're just they have the same sentiment about your yoga business as I have about the dude who makes the noodles thank god you're open man I'll do whatever you want I'm happy to pay more and you're awesome I'm gonna I'm gonna insta the hell out of this so that people know that you're awesome so, so if you have a pattern or a tendency to default to um, communication techniques that you know don't serve you or ultimately your students, now is a really good time to do some of that work as well. So let's talk about people pleasing. You know, where have you historically said yes when you've wanted to say no? 
And how could you start saying no in a way that feels good? Think about that one. And I think probably there's something in there for all of us to ponder, right? I know there are some things in my business where I have been people-pleasing. I've done a fair bit of work on this stuff and I've come a long way, but I've got a ways to go. Sneaky. It's sneaky when you're a helpful person and you got into the work that you do because you genuinely want to make a change and help people because you feel like you've been given a gift and you want to share it. It's, it's tricky to not get into people-pleasing patterns, particularly, I think, over this period of time. We've wanted to pitch in and help and support. So is there some rules that need to change regarding how you're using your voice when you it's your yes your yes and your no your no or things become a little murky this might be a rule change that only you know or it might be one that needs communicating to your students but think about it am i have i created inadvertently created a rule for myself that doesn't feel good am i engaging with people or a person in a way that I don't like, actually. Uh, I've heard from some yoga teachers who work at studios where the studio has not treated them well at all, Um, which makes me really sad, actually. You know, people have just been dropped from the roster and not told about it. People's workshops have been cancelled without any negotiation. I've also heard from yoga teachers who work at studios who have been treated really well. You know, even when studios have closed, you know, studio owners have handled that really beautifully. Uh, but definitely I've heard both sides. So is, are you in a, a business relationship where you haven't been asking for what you want, where you haven't been asking for what you need? And shit, why not? If you If this is happening in your personal life, let's face it, they all blend in together. Is it time to address some kind of energy leak where where you've been giving your power away in a way that doesn't feel good. And then the other part about communication is, is it time to look at any rules you have that have enabled you to avoid conflict or confrontation? I'm spiritual. I don't want to be the bad guy. I don't want to be a bitch. I'm a yogi. You know, is there anything going on where you have become a doormat because you are avoiding conflict? Or uh, what about this one? Do you have um, shame around the money? You know, do you owe people money that you haven't paid yet? Do you need to actually raise that and renegotiate terms? Have you agreed to do something and you haven't delivered on it? Do you need to have a conversation about that with the person that you made the agreement with? Do you have someone working for you that isn't doing what she needs to, is underperforming, but you've just let her get away with it? Is there anywhere in your business where you've been avoiding confrontation and is it time to change the rules you've created for yourself about confrontation? Confrontation is unsafe. Confrontation should be avoided. Spiritual people don't don't enter into conflict. Being, you know, being in, in conflict is, isn't yogic. If, if you have any of these types of rules, subconsciously or maybe more mindfully, now is the right time to change that. 
And you get to do it in a way that is authentic and in integrity with your beliefs. You get to speak the truth in love. You don't have to be a bitch here. But you do need to, well, you don't need to, you can do whatever you like. I would lovingly invite you to consider that never before has there been a time when people are more prepared to go, oh, okay, well, I'll, uh, I'll do it that way then. But there's nothing worse than feeling all resentful and bitter about someone that's working for you because you don't have the guts to tell her that she's getting it wrong. So for all you that have virtual assistants that you aren't using, even though you're paying for the hours, because you haven't actually got your shit together to brief that woman on what she needs to do for you, but you've never actually told her, you know what, it's not purple, it's blue. And now you're pissed about it? <laughs> Hello! Welcome to halfway through what you, the fire festival that is 2020. It's time to change the rules. Conflicts can be done with an open heart and lead to mutually beneficial outcomes. Whatever your rules are, maybe it's time to change them up. Okay, so let me take you through the list again. Why now is the right time to change the rules? People are available for change. We are all in flux like never before. And for businesses and friends and groups and, and um, identities, people that we love, we are even more available to follow the new rules and regulations because we, we want to enable what's going to be helpful and beneficial for people. So in this current climate, partnered with the fact that for many of us, we're moving back into not the old ways, but some kind of strange hybrid version it is a great time to change the rules. I want you to, I want you to, I lovingly suggest that you spend some time this week feeling into what rules would I like to change? What rules am I scared to change? And I know it's the right thing to do. What rules have I let, um, have I let form over time that actually don't support my goals or my vision for myself or my business? And some areas to explore are payments, how much and how the culture are you enabling crappy stuff that you don't like do you have someone who's taken up too much time uh, people showing up late people um, I don't know doing the wrong thing that that you felt too awkward to let them know because it was I don't know remember that when you first started teaching and someone was doing completely the wrong thing but you were just too awkward to say uh i'm sorry we're not even doing anything that looks anything like that uh could you just come back to this you know anything like that about your culture your teaching how can you shift that up what would you like to do more of what do you never ever want to effing do again you know i used to do this thing oh god i can't believe i'm going to put this on the public record okay here we go shit i've already started when I did my first yoga teacher training, uh, one of the things that that the head of the faculty taught was this idea, and it was to just I'm just going to tell you shit, I'm embarrassed. Okay, here we go. Was to imagine that you had a paintbrush on the extension of the tip of your spine, and that you would, and she would describe, you know, like now paint figure eights and now paint la la la. So that essentially it was like a warming up the spine thing getting fluid and sensual feminine whatever in the pelvis and I used to teach that because that's what I learned from her and when you're brand new you teach what your teacher taught you 
until I realised that I had this image of all of my students in Down Dog with a paintbrush up their ass. Like it just was not at all syncing with what I was about. And I just dropped that. We no longer did any like figure eights with the anal paintbrush. It was fine until a point where I was like, what? No. So is there anything going on in your teaching? It's like, damn, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, I, you know, maybe it's invocations. Maybe it's what goes into a class. Maybe you want to bring in more. Think about retention strategy. Think about, uh, you know, linking your classes together to keep people coming back. Think about where you want your students to go. Take them on a journey. Re-inspire yourself. And then also thinking about what rules need to change when it comes to your communication. You're people pleasing. You're saying yes when you want to say no or no when you want to say yes. Are you avoiding conflict with somebody? Are you not showing up? Are you hiding or playing small because it might upset somebody? What needs to change regards your communication. Okay, so there you have it, folks. Why now is the right time to change the rules and some places where you might like to think about the rules that you have and how you might like to change them. Before I finish up, a couple of public service announcements. The first one is uh, Coachathon happening. We're halfway through the six weeks of Coachathon. So if you haven't joined those yet, um, essentially what we're doing is, or what I'm doing is offering every Thursday, some group coaching uh, for anybody who needs clarity, wants some extra support, just wants to hang out. I know Anushka, hello, a bunch of folks just come along to be in community with other yoga teachers and learn from each other, which is a very nice thing to do. Um, so if you want to get in on those, the one this week, we alternate between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Melbourne, Australia time. This week, it's the 9 a.m. call. All the details for the Coachathon to the Zoom link and the details so that you can convert to your time zone, la, la, la. Um, they're all in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group as events. So you can let me know that you're going there. You can get the Zoom link, da, da, da. Um, or you can just DM me on Insta. I'll send you over the link. So that's happening. Coachathon is at 9 a.m. Thursday, Melbourne, Australia time. Uh, the other thing that's happening is, of course, growing your yoga business is open for registrations. I think we've got another three weeks before registrations close. And we have our first orientation call on the 19th of August. I'm so, so, so excited about that. Um, so if you haven't taken a look at that yet, it's a four-month group training program to take you from yoga teaching hobbyist to abundant yoga business owner. And if I have triggered you with any of the rule changes I've suggested today, go take a look at the curriculum because it is as much nuts and bolts as it is mindset and personal development. It's a really powerful program. This is going to be the seventh season of the GYYB program, and I'm thrilled to have it back. Uh, we have some incredible yoga teachers already who have signed up for it. Um, we've got people coming in from Australia, New Zealand, the States, Canada, the UK, Italy, Singapore. I've done a whip around. That's where we're at so far. Gorgeous, gorgeous people are already getting to know each other in our special Facebook group. So if you are ready to actually get your shit together, have a business, make good money, Feel really good about it. Know that you've got a place to go to ask all of the questions when you get stuck. Please go check out the program. The link is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash G-Y-Y-B. The link is in the episode notes. 
And there's $500 of complimentary one-on-one coaching if you sign up by the end of the month. So that's a nice little bonus if you would like some more time with me. One more. One more. Uh, Let me just tell you this. So one more thing to share. I um, am participating in an amazing 23-speaker business training event. Uh, It starts on the 3rd of August. I remember that because that's my birthday. Um, No, that's the wrong one. Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, Anyway, so if you want to check that out, it's called Supercharge Your Biz. It's uh, 23 different um, masterclasses on all different types of business tips for holistic practitioners. So yes, yoga teachers, but also, um, you know, uh, body workers, counselors, whatever. Um, so share the link with your with your um, friends. Tong Tremen, <laughs> she's into the put on high this morning. Uh, the link is superchargeyourbiz.com. Louise is running that. It's going to be fun. Come hang out with us. I'm teaching on um, uh, social media uh, repurposing. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the only other thing that I will say, and I this is like a, just a watch this space, uh, be on the lookout for more information about this. I have coming up, it's happening next week. I'm doing a five day challenge all about your perfect business model, actually getting clear on, I know it doesn't sound sexy, but when you have it in place, it's hella sexy. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, emails will be coming out, um, I'll do some lives as well on social this week because you'll have to sign up for it. But it's a brand new five-day challenge challenge to get really clear on what your ideal business model looks like. So you're not just doing all the things and hoping that something works. You've actually got some strategy behind why you have the different elements in your business. You know, if you've worked with me in the past, been on my retreats, we talk a lot about having three tiers of business. I'll explain what that is and why I recommend it on the challenge that's happening next week. So be on the lookout for that. But for right now, Coachathon on Thursday, 9am Melbourne time. Get yourself signed up for GYYB. If you haven't done it yet, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash GYYB. And come hang out with me, Louise, and 21 other yoga uh, yoga related uh, business mentors at superchargeyourbiz.com. Thanks, everybody. Oh, and thanks. Can I? Oh, that's. Uh, Louise talking to me. I wanted to say before I finish up, a thank you muchly to everybody who messaged me to say um, that they liked last week's podcast, um, which was a slightly different, slightly different to normal. So thank you everybody who sent me those messages. Thanks Barbara and thanks Kate. Kate had a great um, pick up on. Um, about the values and menstruation. Anyway, I've been having so many lovely conversations with all of you. The t- tell you, the wisdom in this group is phenomenal. I just feel so incredibly blessed to get to hang out with all of you and watch the great works that you're doing. So thanks to everybody who sent me some feedback. Um, and also just I had another message during the week. Someone saying, oh, Amy, you know, why can't you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts? It's hard to find you on your website. Um, you can get this. If you're listening to this on my website, you can get it on Apple Podcasts. You can get it uh, with Google Podcasts, I am still dragging the chain on Spotify, but definitely Google and Apple uh, if that's easier for you. 
Okay, everybody, have a fantastic, fantastic week, and I'll speak with you all again soon. Bye. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask, if you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at amyyogabizcoach. Take deep care.